Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Can you believe this? Looking to push tempo here, the Pelicans. Welcome in, and what the Pell is up, everybody. This is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans with your host, Elliot Clough, at Elliot Clough on Twitter. That's E-L-I-O-T-C-L-O-U-G-H. Make sure, before we get started today, that you subscribe and or follow, depending on where you are listening to this podcast, and you leave a rate and review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out, and we really appreciate it. Also, make sure you tell a friend about the pod. Can never talk too much Pelicans with ya homies. So today, I should say yesterday, it's today as I'm recording this podcast, but yesterday Brandon Ingram finally signed his max contract to stay in New Orleans for five years and he's making decent money at $158 million, just roughly 316 million dollars per year so he will be sticking around in the crescent city until 2025 at the very least now this really just affirms the lack of necessity to freaking out that some pelicans fans have done on twitter by a hefty amount of people on Twitter, whether it be about the Pelicans deal and the fact that it they were scared it wasn't going to get done or he was going to go elsewhere. Like, the only other teams that can afford something like this are the Knicks and not the Hornets anymore. So I don't know where the frick you thought Brandon Ingram was going, but he is staying in New Orleans long term. Now, I'm not doing any more of this call-out stuff. I don't think it's, it's, it's just not what this show is about. This show is about the New Orleans Pelicans, the players on those team, on this team, members of the front office, coaches, and then about the NBA collectively. So we won't be talking about that stuff that, irritates the hell out of me like I did on our previous podcast with uh, talking about Steven Adams and how he'll factor into New Orleans, which, by the way, got an extension, so he'll be around an extra two years. So the end of his contract that he's currently on where he's making $28 million and it's tacking on two more years to where he'll make $17.5 million in 2021 and 2022, those seasons. So Steven Adams sticking around a little bit longer. But anyway, this podcast today is about Brandon Ingram. If you want to hear more about my thoughts on Steven Adams and his addition to New Orleans, you can check out our previous podcast. I didn't know about the extension when that podcast was posted, but you can glean how I feel about Adams and how he'll impact the Pelicans and this young roster from our previous episode, although we weren't aware of the extension. But anywho... Brandon Ingram signing this massive max contract to stick around in New Orleans for a little bit longer. And I can tell you, Brandon, I know you're listening because why wouldn't you be listening to believe in the New Orleans Pelicans when you have an upcoming season that's going to start in less than a month? What else do you have to do? He deserved this. Brandon Ingram deserved this contract. 
there's any player in the NBA that deserves a contract like this, it is Brandon Ingram. Of course, we know a few of the other young guys throughout the league got some max contracts like Bam Adebayo, like Jason Tatum, like De'Aaron Fox, and Donovan Mitchell, and all all of those players are deserving of the max. De'Aaron Fox, obviously been on a team that hasn't, hasn't seen a whole lot of success in his tenure there, but he is still young, much like Brandon Ingram. Jason Tatum leading the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals. This season, Donovan Mitchell making such an impact after being drafted fairly late in the year that he was taken. I don't know that he was even taken in the lottery. I'd have to look that up. But Bam Adebayo, of course, being a candidate for most improved player of the year, and deservedly so. But you know who earned the award, and that is Brandon Ingram. But among these guys, Brandon Ingram fits right in. He's he's right in there with some of the best in the league, other all-stars and, and guys that deserve contracts that are massive like this that provides generational wealth and we've heard that kind of thrown around about players in the NBA making money but these guys are getting what they deserve they work hard and this is a place where in the NBA you can make a lot of money and it's a very very lucrative business and they're getting their portion and and they deserve it and Brandon Ingram much like the rest of these players on uh, that I just mentioned will be very important for the remainder of their time with these franchises. And and Fox and Brandon Ingram are more or less resurrecting bad franchises, so you can give it to them, that, that credit, even more. Anywho, looking specifically at Mr. Ingram, because he is the one that plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. When, when Brandon Ingram won the Most Improved Player Award however long ago that was, that was still during the playoffs, the the bubble. I remember him trying to be on TNT and then the the connection went bad or something to that effect. But when he won the award, we went over his stats for the season, referenced him to how much better he was than the previous few seasons he was in the NBA. And, and we'll do that again right now because you can really – you can try to do it justice without referencing these stats, but it's just, it's it's really insane. It's crazy the leap that he made being really given the keys to lead this franchise in New Orleans, unlike when he was in Los Angeles. And, and to a degree, they tried to do that in his first two years, but this last season where he was with LeBron in LA, B.I. Stu- uh, stood up and took on a scoring role when LeBron got hurt. But it wasn't to the same significance that he had this previous season in New Orleans. So let's just start off at points. B.I. jumped from 18.3 points per game to 23.8. Follow that up with steals. He more than doubled his steals total this season as opposed to the season prior Increased his rebounds per game at 6.1 as opposed to 5.1. And then his free throw percentages, his three-point percentage are just freaking insane. So free throw percentage, he went from 67.5% in 2018-2019 to 85.1% in 2019-2020. You know, I... 
use this phrase when talking about Aaron Neesmith and his three-point percentage, but holy crap, it's applicable here for Brandon Ingram. That free throw percentage does not happen. That jump is phenomenal. It is insane. It's astronomical. Almost 20% in one season. That is absolutely mind-boggling, befuddling, and to put it in layman's terms... Shocking. Brandon Ingram also went on, like I said, in that three-point percentage jump. Not only did his percentage increase by 6%, but his attempts tripled, more than tripled per game. So he went from shooting 1.83 pointers a game in 2018 to 6.2 three-pointers a game in 2019 20. 20 and he made more percentage wise that is crazy that's insane he shot 31 three thir- shot 94 threes i should say and made 31 in 2018 2019 and he shot 384 in 2019 2020 and made 150 That is freaking unreal. He quintupled his total amount made from 2018 to 2019. Folks, again, that does not happen. I am bewildered. I am flustered. I am bamboozled by those numbers. That is absolutely freaking unreal, and it doesn't happen. That type of jump does not happen. And that is why Brandon Ingram won most improved player this previous season. I'm just going to say it one more time because it boggles my freaking mind. He tripled his attempts and quintupled his makes. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to retract that. He almost quadrupled his attempts and quintupled his makes. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I'm going to add this stat one more time. To his free throw percentage, once again, he jumped from 67.5% to 85% from the free throw line in 2019-2020. B.I., at the end of the season, could have missed 95 consecutive free throws to end it, and he still would have had a better percentage than he did in 2018. I'm going to say it again because I think you missed it. Brandon Ingram could have missed 95 consecutive free throws to end the season, and he still would have had a better percentage than he did in 2018. That is freaking crazy. You might be wondering, how many free throws did he attempt in 2019-2020? Yeah, that's right. He he attempted way more, once again, than he did the season prior. In 2018-2019, he shot 289 free throws, making 195. This time around, he shot 368 and made 313. That is one of the biggest jumps I have ever seen statistically in the NBA. And, again... He just barely played more games this season in 2019-2020 than he did in 2018-2019 and 2017-2018 because of injuries. And he scored almost 1,500 points in the two seasons prior, scored 949 and then 950. Crazy. 
absolutely insane. And, oh, on top of all of this, on top of it, yes, Brandon Ingram's role increased. He had the ball in his hands more, but he averaged just .1 more minutes a game this season than last. It's not like his minutes increased and therefore his statistics increased. No. Same amount of minutes per game. And everything got drastically better. You know how much 0.1, of a minute is? Six seconds. Played an extra six seconds a game this year, and all of those statistics freaking skyrocketed. That is insane. Again, I will say it to put some more emphasis on it. That does not happen in the National Basketball Association, and Brandon Ingram freaking did it. And guess how old he was this season? 22. So in other words, Brandon Ingram still has plenty of room to grow and plenty of things to do in his game that will elevate him to a whole nother level that we have not seen before. 23.8 points per game as a 22-year-old made his first all-star appearance, which is awesome. Excited to see more of those from BI in a Pelican's uniform and he's got room to grow that's that's what I'm getting at here and obviously a lot of us know that Brandon Ingram's a phenomenal basketball player but there's still more for him to do in this league there's a reason he's been comped to Kevin Durant since the very beginning of his career and he's got the capabilities of not necessarily comparing to Kevin Durant completely because KD is one of the greatest players of all time and putting that pressure on a kid who's 22 is is quite a bit but Brandon Ingram has got the tools to get there and that's for sure oh one more stat that I forgot scored 30 plus 11 times this season so uh that's pretty rad and, and pretty pretty impressive on behalf of the Pelicans one of the Pelicans star players in Brandon Ingram. And here's the thing about BI. This is why you give BI the bag. This is why you say, yes, we're giving you the max. We're giving you as much possible as we can, as much money as we possibly can, because Not only did you just have a career year, not only did you show that you're going to continue to transcend and become a phenomenal player in this league, and you've progressively gotten better every year and took that lead role this season, took it by the reins and led this team on the court. We know, not. I'm not speaking specifically from the Pelicans' perspective, like the front office, the people who decided to pay him, but even from our perspective as fans, as media, is we know for a fact that Brandon Ingram loves the game of basketball. His game, his play, improved like that and has improved like that because he loves the game of basketball. And you could say, fine, he's in a contract year, he wants an extension, he wants to get paid, whatever. That's You can make that argument. You can make that argument about any player. 
I feel like it's more pervasive and more common in the NFL as opposed to the NBA where players have career years, go get the bag, and then kind of relax into who they were. But one, Brandon Ingram's young and has continued to transcend. He's shown this transcendent type of career where he's just continuously gotten better. But we also know there are guys in the NBA that don't love basketball. Andrew Bynum, apparently the number one overall pick in Anthony Edwards. That is not Brandon Ingram. And that is one of the reasons that you give him the proverbial bag. I mean, for those of you that know Brandon Ingram, for those of us that know Brandon Ingram and have heard the stories about his love for basketball, we know the bag is important. And while it took a little bit longer than we and he more than likely wanted, it's not as important as the game of basketball for him. The game of basketball is why Brandon Ingram is in the NBA, not because of money. And on top of that, he went to freaking Duke. Yes, Coach K would take a player who doesn't love basketball if they're really good at it. But, I mean, I'd like to think that because it's talent and it's a chance for them to win the championship. And if Coach K can mold them to be something awesome, then great. But chances are if you go to Duke and contribute and become probably their best player while you're there, you probably love basketball. Duke tends not to really get guys that don't love basketball. I mean, Zion Williamson loves basketball. J.J. Redick loved basketball. Loved. Loves basketball. Kyrie Irving, while a little... I don't think uh, cerebral is the right word, but while a little different, let's say different, loves the game of basketball. And that has been the tradition of players that come out of Duke. So there's number one, and and that can be gleaned just in general. But to continue forward about what we know that are rock-solid facts about the game of basketball with Brandon Ingram is he skipped, believe it or not, and, and I think you can deduce this based on what we've seen in his mannerisms from Brandon Ingram, the fact that he is quite apparently an introvert, not a super talkative guy, pretty quiet guy, but... He skipped his senior prom to get shots up. We talked about this with Antonio Daniels, and he said the same thing. Yeah, I did that too, and his date was pissed. (laughs) I think that's really funny. I mean, high school prom, and for a high school boy to skip prom, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. That's pretty... uh, pretty evident as to how much he loves the game to say the least now i'm going to reference a quote from david griffin that nola.com was able to obtain and i think this is just so indicative as to who brandon ingram is and how much he loves the game of basketball this is a quote again from david griffin this isn't something where bi just showed up at the gym we talked a lot about this he did two a days every practice day this year He's one of the only young players I've ever had to beg to work less. He puts himself into incredible lengths 
to get better. He loves the game and has passion for the game that few players do. So we know his love for the game of basketball. We know his desire to get better. But on top of all of that, on on top of everything that I just listed there, the city of New Orleans fits Brandon Ingram and his personality type. Like I just said, he's a quiet guy. He's not much of a guy that likes the hustle and bustle of a city like Los Angeles, of a city like New York, and he fits into a smaller market like New Orleans. He fits here. He's beloved here. And he's staying here. Shouts out to B.I. Five more years. Five more years. (laughs) very excited for Brandon Ingram for Pelicans fans that he will be sticking around a little bit longer and we can relish in the fact that he did so it's exciting it's exciting now being that is this is a Brandon Ingram episode I do want to talk a few talk about a few things that we've seen from Brandon Ingram, not only those crazy statistics, but some of the amazing things that he's done this year, that he did this previous season for New Orleans, for the Pelicans, and then we'll talk about what he can bring going forward for the Pelicans, and what the front office and the coaching staff can figure out about B.I. that will make the Pelicans better, will make him better going forward in his tenure with the Pelicans. So, Let's start off with, I think I've got three, uh, well, four favorite moments from this season about Brandon Ingram with his tenure with the Pelicans. What should have been that game-winning shot and those 49 points that he dropped against the Jazz, of which Pelicans still won in overtime, but thanks to a, a bad call and one made free throw by Rudy Gobert, but 49 points against the Utah Jazz in what was a revenge game for a previous loss, Brandon Ingram popped off 49 points career high and hit what would have been what should have been the game winning shot against the jazz in new orleans where the pelicans went on went on to win 138 to 132 in overtime getting a little bit of a revenge win over the jazz for a previous loss this that this last season to the team that stole the pelicans mascot or or team name however long ago that was when they moved to Utah. But a a phenomenal game on behalf of Brandon Ingram. He just could not miss that night against the Jazz. Going 15 of 25 from the field and ultimately hitting that shot that would eventually lead for the Pelicans to go into overtime and win with .2 seconds left. And Donovan Mitchell actually had 46 points in that game as well. So really went toe to toe with Brandon Ingram, a fun game to watch minus that final point two seconds. And, uh, the eventual overtime went the Pelicans way and a good win that continued to keep the Pelicans on a high enough trajectory right before Zion Williamson came back and contributed throughout the remainder of the season. Now, Right basically at the beginning of when the Pelicans started to play well was Christmas time, Christmas Day. B.I. went off for a 31 and went 7 of 9 from deep against the Nuggets Nuggets on Christmas Day. And this was the first time the Pelicans ever won a Christmas game. So uh, 
Hell freaking yeah. Shouts out to Jesus being born on Christmas. Allegedly, we don't really know. I think it was in the spring is what most scholars think. Anyway, <laughs> that doesn't matter. B.I. scored 31 against this team, this Nuggets team that was unwilling to give up any sort of real assets to get Drew Holiday. So preemptively saying suck it to the team from Denver, dropping 31 and getting that win on Christmas. Again, the very first one in Pelicans history and going 7 of 9 from deep, scoring 21 of his points from behind the arc. And then kind of an underrated moment for probably a good reason is when B.I. got the final shot against the Jazz in the bubble, in their first game in the bubble against the team from Utah. So this game, the the Pels pretty much pissed it down their leg. They had a big lead in the first half and then proceeded to, like I said, piss it down their leg in the second half and ultimately lost, I think, by two points, one, two points. Brendan Ingram got the final shot and lofted a step, I think it was a step back three, and it went in and out, and the Pels lost. But hear me out on this one. I thought it was a great game by the Pels. They should have won, you know, if that's, that's a lot of games from the Pelicans this last season. But Brandon Ingram got the final shot, and it was a good look. It almost went down, and I just think it was a testament to Brandon Ingram's confidence especially that he gained this season and that the coaching staff instilled in him and that the front office instilled in him and his teammates instilled in him. This is a damn good jazz team, whether we like to believe it or not, especially after they blew that 3-1 lead to the Nuggets who ultimately went to the Western Conference Finals. But Brandon Ingram taking that shot is it's it's just the epitome of how the Pelicans believe in him, how they see him being the guy to take the final shot from now on. And I love to see it. And it was in a situation where the Pelicans needed wins. It was in a situation where they just said, B.I., you got it. You take this shot. We believe in you. And he took it, and he almost made it. And, you know, that's a small bright spot for a team that had a tough year and that is looking towards its future, and they have confidence in their star. And I thought that was dope. Also, named an all-star. Lastly, this is the last moment that I wanted to make reference to from this previous season for Brandon Ingram, is that he was an all-star for the New Orleans Pelicans. His first year being an all-star, and one of the the first all-star post-Anthony Davis from that era, and B.I. deserved it. He, he went in there. He was hurt around that point in time, so he did not participate a whole lot in that game. But B.I. went in and played, and, and he made the all-star team, and that was freaking dope. It was radical, and I'm very happy for him, and it was just another reason for him to earn that bag this year with the Pelicans. Now, to move forward, we, we don't want to reflect too much as this team is looking towards its future, but I think it's necessary here and there, and to talk about Brendan Ingram's accomplishments is something that it's difficult for us to get sick of, especially having a star, again, post-Anthony Davis, to look at other than you know Zion, too, and say, that guy deserves this bag, that guy was an all-star, and just 
played really well this season, and he deserves that recognition. Now let's talk about what the Pelicans need from him and what they could get from him in this coming year and years to come. Being that he is now officially a max player, he's an all-star, he's the most improved player of the year, he's going to have a little bit more, I don't know that I would say it's pressure, but expectations from him going forward. Now that he's got the dollar dollar bills, you gotta you gotta pay us back one way or another here, Brandon Ingram. So some expectations that that I think the Pels should put on him and that SVG will have for him this coming season is that Brandon Ingram needs to improve as a defender. That's pretty well known. He's got the physical tools to do it. Is he that beefy? No, but he's gotten a lot stronger in his tenure in the NBA. He needs to improve not only as an individual defender, but like the rest of the squad as a team defender. I mean, even as an individual defender, Chris Connor came on the podcast in June, Chris Connor of the Bird Rights, who's been on a few times, and told us on a podcast in June that he believes that Brandon Ingram can be a top-tier wing defender, a top-tier two-way player in the NBA. So, Brandon Ingram's got to get better there. He just does. And, and much like Zion, this this team has a lot of players that are young, that have a lot of potential, but they need to get better on the defensive end. Stan Van Gundy's going to do that, and Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe aren't going to stand for anything less. So there's that to really look forward to. But Brandon Ingram, while his offensive game has gotten astronomically better, he can still use that on the defensive end. This is one of these places where Brandon can look and say, that's where I can get better. Tangibly, that is where I can be better and where I can serve this team better. So on the defensive end, Brandon Ingram can continue to improve and work there. Now, in terms of the not-so-tangible things that Brandon Ingram needs to get better at, his role, his vocal role, his leadership role needs to be defined on this team. Now, I just made reference to Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, and, and I didn't make reference to J.J. Redick yet, I don't think, on this podcast, but... Brandon Ingram is making $158 million over the next five years. Generally speaking, people that make that type of money in the NBA are or should be looked to as an example one way or another. Is he a vocal guy? I don't think so. I mean, again, look at his look at his demeanor on the court in the NBA. He's not really a talker. He's not the most vocal guy. Look at him in interviews. He's not the most engaged dude. He's not the guy who wants to be like, yeah, so this happened and then this happened and then that made me think this and, and so on and so forth. He's just not that guy. But now that he's locked in, now that he's earned the, earned the max, is this his team? We've talked about that with a few people when we went into free agency this year. Did the Pelicans need to go out and get a bona fide leader? Some people said no. Some people said Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson need to take care of this team. Some people said we need an asshole. <laughs> we don't have one of those. Is it his team? Is it Steven Adams' team? Is it Eric Bledsoe's team? Is it Zion's team? Is it J.J. Reddick's team? I think it's J.J. Reddick's team, and I think the collective of Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams plus J.J. Reddick will kind of lead this team and be the wise guys on this team, not the wise, you know, crack a joke kind of guys, but the wise gentlemen on this team to lead them in a bunch of different facets. Yet, Brandon Ingram can still be an example, getting those two-a-day workouts in. 
Being the guy who David Griffin has to beg to work out less. Being the guy who gets shots up with Fred Vinson. Being the guy who, you know, will spend time with Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball and the other young guys and be an example. Does he have to be vocal? I don't think so. Can your best player be vocal? Is it cool to have that happen? Yeah. Does it have to be that way? No. He just needs to define what his role is. Is it a Drew? Is it an example? Is it a just a be your friend kind of guy and get stuff done and be a really good teammate and let the other guys be assholes? Is that his role? Because if it is, great. Just define it. Just own it. Just be that. And then we can roll. And then the Pelicans can roll. Lastly, it's continue to grow. I mean, that kind of encompasses everything we're getting at in this latter segment of today's podcast. But physically, Brandon Ingram 6'7". <laughs> I don't mean he doesn't need to grow upward. He needs to grow outward. He's 6'7", 190 pounds. Folks, I am 5'9", and 150 pounds. There should not be just a 40-pound weight discrepancy between Brandon Ingram and I. Have we talked about Brandon Ingram getting stronger? Yes, and I think he has, but ultimately he needs to add a few cheeseburgers to his diet, especially if he's going to be more of a defender in this league. Yes, we likened him to glycand him. We likened him to Kevin Durant earlier on in the episode, like a lot of people have. And Kevin Durant's a good defender, but he's also seven foot. Brandon Ingram six seven. Brandon Ingram has length. He has the natural ability. He has the instincts to become a better defender, but I think he just needs to add a little bit of beef. He got to be at least 200 pounds if you're 6'7", bro. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We don't want him to get beefed up. We don't want him to get jacked. We don't need him to get jacked. Pelicans fans, Pelicans don't need him to get jacked, but he is 6'7", 190. He is a string bean, and if you can gain a little bit of weight, it would not hurt obviously continue to grow in terms of his game and and possibly as a leader like we've just mentioned but mentally as well and i think the pelicans having confidence in him to take that final shot is one of those mental things that you can get better at and not only putting in work in the gym but putting in work in the film room learn the nuances of defense learn the niche that he fills on the defensive end of the floor Learn what he can from SVG, not only in the film room, not only on the court, but just SVG's experience in the NBA. Here's where I got this little edge. Here's where I learned this little thing about defense. And obviously Stan Van Gundy didn't play in the NBA, but he's coached in the league since the mid-90s. So there's a lot of wisdom from Stan Van Gundy that can be learned. Continue to put up shots, continue to grow, continue to improve. Brandon Ingram, you know, typically... They don't give most improved player to guys like Luca. They don't give it to most improved the most improved player to the same guy again. That's not going to happen. They're not going to give Brandon Ingram most improved player again this coming season. But if Brandon Ingram, if I say if because it's not a guarantee, but Brandon Ingram can make another jump this season. He can. I mean, we saw the phenomenal jump this previous season, but he can do it again. He can get up to twenty-seven points a game. He can start averaging more rebounds, i.e. to the tune of 
as opposed to 6.1 a game, get that up to about 8. Get a little bit more physical under the basket. Brandon Ingram can do those things. He can continue to get better on the court. He can get continue to get better mentally. He can define his role on this team. There's a lot yet for Brandon Ingram to do, and he was still incredible this previous season. There's a lot of excitement, and there should be about Brandon Ingram and about his continued development in New Orleans. He deserves this contract. He deserves that MIP award. He's going to continue to get better. And man, it's hard not to be excited about this kid. It's really hard. Pels fans, thanks so much for tuning in today. Make sure before you go, go follow at Elliot Clough on Twitter. Yeah. Subscribe and or follow depending on where you are listening to this podcast and you leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts should you be listening over there. Make sure to go check out the birdrights.com, believe.com, birdrights for some articles, believe.com for some other Pelicans podcast, not not Pelicans podcast because this is the only Pelicans podcast on believe.com, but check it out for other podcasts. Pels fans, I am Elliot Clough and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.